Hello, friends! This is It Came From A Basement, a show where we cover the contents of the 96 discs inside a mysterious DVD binder that has been delivered to us via the turning wheel of fate. I'm Dean. He, him. Dan, he, him. Roxy, she, her. Today, we are talking about um, The Exorcist 3. Yeah. Seventeen years ago, an extraordinary motion picture touched our most profound, nameless fears. Do you dare walk these steps again? Death be not proud, nor canst thou kill me. Satan grows stronger. You believe in possession, Father? He has found a haven. Come to take a little blood from your father. He has taken possession. The boy had been crucified. His web widens. I've just never seen anything like this in 20 years. Inside this cell. Killer drove an ingot into each of his eyes and cut off his head. Inside a man. Who are you? I am no one. A man we thought had died 17 years ago. He is inside with us! He will never get away! This time you're going to lose. The real terror is back. George C. Scott in William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. 1990, uh, directed and written by William Peter Blatty. <laughs> directed and written. Directed and written. Is that what I said? Yeah. We're watching <laughs> The Exorcist written? 3. <laughs> written by William Peter Blatty. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's also known as the Exorcist Weegian. Yeah, Exorcist Weegian, uh, based on the on, based on the novel. The novel. The the novel. The, new, the New England wobble. Weegian by William Peter Blatty. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us on this episode. This fine fine episode. Um, I feel like our, listen. We've been do, we've been going. We've been going through this binder for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't been particularly festive. No. Right? Like, there, like the, there's not a lot of energy. There's not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of incentive, let's say, to keep uh, right, going. Right, right. There's not like a... So you know what I feel like we needed? What? And this what sort of... This, law, this idea sort of sprang to me, so I'm not really sure the, the origins of it. Okay. Um, which makes me a little scared that it might be coming from the projections of the binder itself yeah. but you know just, to, just don't really say that too close to the binder or else it might hear so i went ahead yeah and i crafted um i crafted a, a bit of a song <laughs> yeah um that's supposed to be like a, a hype up you know our theme song is pretty good but i wanted to be like a really pumping uh kind of experience right okay uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna play that now, and we'll see where this goes. 
Oh shit. <laughs> Wrong thing. No, that's the correct thing. This is... <laughs> we like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. So, it's just gotta give, you know, you're feeling a little bit energized at this point. Should we just open the episode with that music? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. We're getting into the... I've got something to show ya. I've got movies for you. Gonna put some discs in motion. Get ready, cause we're watching through. <laughs> hey now, hey now, hear what I say now. Really, Uzi Goo is just around the corner. Hey now, hey now, hear what I say now. We're all here in the... The basement bus is coming, and everybody's <laughs> jumping. Infection 2Q0, the fog in Ivalanko, the codes are 9 to 5, and, and Corrigan is driving. So if you'd like to find her, jump right into the grinder. <laughs> Thank you. This took me too long, and it's not over. <laughs> I worked on this for like maybe two hours. We like to bind her. Like today. We like, yeah, we like, like to bind her. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. Hey now, hey now, hear what I say now. Really, Uzi Goo is just around the corner. Hey now, hey now, hear what I say now. We're all here in the... The basement bus is pissing, and everybody's shitting. Dark passion, blind horizon, larva venom and confession. The scat database is beeping, and Tony's back there creeping. So if you like to bind her, jump right into the grinder. The basement bus is coming, and everybody's jumping. Black trap to red serpent, we really do deserve it. So come into the basement, the view is not amazing. So if you like to bind her, get on into the grinder. Said that? Yeah. yeah. Like, so we can... um, we're putting that in the episode, and it's yeah. going out as a single, right? On our... <laughs> yeah, probably. Like yeah. We're, we're making a Spotify page. Yeah. Dean. Jesus fucking. So I just wanted to make that. Um... Did you just go into a trance state for two hours? <laughs> so what I what I really I remember not thinking but working, mm-hmm. um, for quite some time. Um, so, I mean, if that doesn't get you excited for the binder, I don't know what will. What's the name of that? Do you have a name? We like to binder. Okay. Yeah, that's really yeah. all I got. Or the, the basement bus. Mm. I like the basement I bus. I like the basement bus. Yeah. The basement bus in parentheses, that, we like to binder. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you good. named it? I mean, that's uh, the name, okay, like, okay, the Venga yeah. bus, we like yes. to party, is yes. okay. the name of the song. Then, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah the basement yeah. bus. Like they, they already named it <laughs> the Venga. The I didn't, look, okay, to be fair, I didn't know that, so oh. they got a good title there, because I just pulled that out of thin air. <laughs> All right, yeah, they, well, yeah, they. I didn't know that was the title of that song. I actually didn't know that. I've heard that. I've heard that beeping beginning more in a stupid video on about like a Team Fortress Two video on oh, YouTube than the actual songs. I've okay. never listened to that whole fucking song before. That was. 
Whoa. Yeah, so I just, we've been in a in a slump, you know, and we weren't excited. So we got to play that every time we want to start the <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> to bump us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll send that to you. Yeah, we should come in. There's got to be like a... Uh... <laughs> Like a big urn with like smoke billowing out of it in the basement. We come in clothed in cloaks, uh, bow our head in silence to the binder, and then play that to hype us up. Right? Yeah. We each drink of the chalice or a chalice. I actually wrote a shorter version. And then I, uh, and then I thought I was done. I was like, oh, I've done my work. And then. You woke up two hours later. Yeah, I mean, something manifested where I was like, no, you know what? I need to commit more to this. And then I did more. And it was, it, it got, it got unwieldy at a point, but that's whatever. So, good job. Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or, uh, I don't know, you want the, the single, uh, please. Be, it, listen, we're going to put it up on our regular feed. I was thinking we'd just make a whole new, like, Spotify. I don't think you can put it up on a podcast Spotify account, but we can make a Spotify account, probably. Oh, And release shit. it as, like, music. Although, that doesn't that really work. We, yeah. It's parody. It is parody, but it's just straight up. Uh, that's true. Like, we It'll be up do... somewhere. We'll put it up on It'll YouTube. It'll be, like, on YouTube, yeah, and if we'll you can't it get it YouTube. off of one of those YouTube downloaders, just email us, and we'll send we'll you the link. We'll put it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> it came from basement.com <laughs> is your hub for all things ICFAB. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BasementCast. Uh, Patreon.com slash It Came From Basement will fund more things like that song. Uh, as well as, um, you know, all other kinds of extreme new spinoffs, um, you know, content, better stuff. I don't know. What Do, do you have any plans? Uh, we might. Cool. I think we have something in the oven. Oh, we do. We For do. What? what? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, extra material. Bonus. Oh, yes. We have two things in the oven, possibly, yeah. right? Yeah. We can bleep this out. Oh, oh, fuck, yeah. We got two things. <laughs> I like one of them a lot. I know. The oh, one that we're not, the oh, one that we're right. not thinking about. Yeah, the one that we've forgotten. Yeah, that yeah, one's okay. a good idea. That's a good one. Like, legi- <laughs> I think it's legitimately a good idea. Wait, which one is that? <laughs> I think you should leave one. Oh, no, that's not what I thought it was. What did you think it was? The dog one. Oh, that's a bad idea. Okay. I'm thinking the I think you should leave one is a funny, good idea. Hey, what's the I think you should leave Where one? we just do an episode on every single skit. Oh, I don't remember that. We talk about we that. Talk about we'll, cut, we'll cut this. We talk yeah. about it in the same episode of the Scooby-Doo one. Oh. That Scooby-Doo one was half that episode is us talking about other shows we're going to spin off. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like our pitch meeting episode. So go listen to the Scooby-Doo uh, Legend of the Vampire movie. I think it came out pretty good. Did you listen to it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. You actually didn't comment, to it. so you shouldn't. You couldn't have listened. To I it. could not have listened to it because yeah. I did not. Um, but I'll, I'll get to it because I want to review that one. Um, that is available if you follow us on Patreon. That's a fun one. Um, as well as uh, what are some other good ones? I really uh, like our Bones episode. Still, I think it's a lot of fun. Clock Stoppers, Clock Troll, Stoppers. Troll, Troll Two, Troll Two is. is the... <laughs> I think yeah. Troll 2 is still probably the best episode we put out. Mm. Troll 2 is really legit. Good uh, Advice is also a good episode. Good Advice. Well, that's, that's Yeah, that's not... Yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just okay, listening yeah. up good episodes. This <laughs> um, at this point, when this releases, there should be... Uh, Homo and 4 should be up. Oh, yeah. I believe a Cinderella story. Probably by the time... And then the last one in that group is going to be... Uh, or like Placid. Uh, and then... The Retrospectives. The Retrospectives. And then... Uh, if This is intensive to... Subscribe. If it's not up already, we're also doing um, the last one in that batch before rooms. 
Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot about that. That's exciting. I've yes. been meaning to watch that movie so if, for a long time. If any of those, with the exception of Good Advice, that's a regular one, sound yeah, enticing to you. You can listen to Good yeah. Advice right now if you yeah. want. Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. I fucking dare you. Do it. Uh, the Exorcist 3 is the movie we're talking about this week. Um, another uh, kind of a little outlier. Yeah, kind right? of. Um, it's noticeable like i mean in a lot of ways it's a outlier in quality it's an outlier in time time frame frame it's an outlier well it's also very deeply rooted in the binder uh ethos of we're gonna give you the third movie in the <laughs> in the horror franchise without giving you the first yeah two yeah <laughs> um so that's very i feel like that sort of places it yeah, in the canon a little bit better. We can bleep this part out too, and then it, it puts it in the canon even farther by making the second one appear later on in yeah. the binder. Yeah. Uh, so it's double, double. It was directed and written by William Peter Blatty. Did I say Witten again? No. no. Okay, you were good. Uh, he wrote the Exorcist novel and the original movie, and then also wrote the novel that this movie was based on, Legion. Yeah. Is it an? It's so it that this movie is not connected to the the novel Legion is not the Exorcist Legion. No, it's just no. a book called Legion. But I think it's still a it's, sequel. From what I understand, I from what I understand, based on my little bit of research on this, I believe he wanted to make the Exorcist three and write the Exorcist three and get William Friedkin to direct it. Okay, that didn't happen. So instead, he wrote the book Legion. Ah, that he then. Then the Exorcist three did happen. He wrote the script for it and directed the movie, and just based it off of his book Legion, and just based it off his book Legion. It okay. then got like pretty like badly like t- taken apart in post production by the studio, I believe. Okay, and then later on in the year two thousand sixteen, after you know most of the cast of it had passed away, and mm. I, I think is he he's probably passed away at this point too. I'm not sure. Laddie. Um, is he not? Whatever. He passed away uh, 2017. Okay. They re- re-released it as the Exorcist 3 Legion, which is like his director's cut of the film. Okay. Yeah, they, they released it. I think Shout Factory yeah. yes. did a release yeah. for it. It was written. It is a, The book is a sequel to it. Okay. Yeah. It's not like that was a application. I, I, yeah. I think it was supposed to. I think he wanted to make a movie, and then it was like, nah, you can't do that. And it's like, oh, it's a fucking book then. Right. Cool. Okay. Um, we're going to go into the cast. Kinderman is played by George C. Scott. George C. Scott. You know, from Patton, The Hustler, The Changeling, Dr. Strangelove, The Rescuers Down Under. The classic. The only, this only theatrical released Walt Disney Studios animation sequel until Wreck-It Ralph 2. They only did nice. one hmm. sequel through their main animation studio until Wreck-It Ralph 2 and then immediately after Frozen 2. Well, and yeah. it's like, come on. Can you go back to your originals? Like, you had a good... St- Disney? Disney. Disney. Walt Disney Studios. Mm. Walt Disney main, Animation. Walt, but, no, but I'm saying, like, Walt Disney... The, like, the company Walt oh, Disney. yeah. Their main... I would argue their main, like, studio arm for their entire history had one single sequel. Hmm. That's insane. That's always been an insane fact, and then they ruined it with two sequels, which Wreck-It Ralph was good. I like Wreck-It Ralph a lot. I haven't seen two. Frozen 2 looks kind of cool. It looks pretty cool. That could be cool. Um, but I'm just saying. As I, but they'll probably not do They'll probably not do a Wreck-It Ralph 3 and do a Frozen 3. If they do a 3. Uh, I know their next couple ones are original movies. Yeah. So, um, and or 
original. It's they're all based on shit. But do you realize how many years it's been since Frozen One? It came out in like eleven, right? <gasps> I had no like wow or thirteen. Yeah. No, no, thirteen. It was like thirteen. It was thirteen, but still a little bit six years. Frozen has been around since Record, 2013. That Record, sounds that doesn't, wrong. right? Yeah. I was like, that's not... Wreck-It Ralph 2 was six years in between the two, too. It takes a while to make animation. What? That's crazy. Yeah, oh. Wreck-It Ralph came out in 2012, I think. I think because 2012, I remember Avengers, Wreck-It Ralph, I really liked a lot. Mm. Cabin in the Woods. It's good just year. weird. Like, I feel like when you say, like, the Avengers came out in 2012, that sounds correct. Yeah. I remember... Yeah. I think it's just because... I don't know. Like, I remember points in my life when the Avengers was a thing, and I'm like, oh, that was a while ago. But yeah. like at Ralph and Frozen, it feels like, I don't know, it three like years more, max. Yeah, yeah three. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, Frozen I get that, came out but... in 2015. Yeah. And we were like, no. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's a weird thing? Speaking of, like, 2012, uh, it's a really weird thing to read a Stephen King book and have the Avengers be referenced in it. Oh, yeah. That is a very strange thing hmm. to read because there's, like, a kid in, like, this book, and it's like, oh, he talks about how, he, like, how many times he's seen the Avengers. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, because this book came out the year after the Avengers. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's weird, but... It's like Stephen King making contemporary pop culture yeah. references. is like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, pretty 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 solid so far. There's one racial... Uh, it's Dr. Sleep I'm reading. Yeah. There's one racial word I don't like him using, but... Yeah, he does that. So yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, like... You get why he uses Yes, it. I get why. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is also, I think... The, the point. point. I know. It yes. Make, it's uncomfortable. He uses it always. It's too much. I think. Yeah. I, maybe. He uses it yeah. to a little bit too much. It's like it's like uncomfortable to the point of like I'm uncomfortable now with you using it, not with it being used at all. Mm. It's like like stop putting it every fucking time you yeah. reference this character, please. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Father Dyer is played by Ed Sanders. Saint Elsewhere, the Ninth Configuration, Salem's Lot. He played hmm. Harry S. Truman a whole lot in his career. There apparently. were like five or six Harry S. Truman credits for wow. this dude. Yeah. Cool. In the Harry S. Truman verse? Yeah, I guess. The hey, cinematic you, universe? Did you know that uh it turns out that every like uh either like biopic movie or movies based on a historical event are actually all in the same cinematic universe? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. It's crazy, right? It's They've been doing nuts. that since like the dawn of cinema. We've got this like huge backlog of of like a history. Series. I've yeah. always actually really wanted to do or like find a curated like hit like the best movies that chronicle like a time period. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Like you know, like I want like this is World War Two in good movies, and it's like a selection now, of like the whole history of that's it. really cool. But what if you broaden that? What if you did a whole? No, this is serious. Like, what yeah. if you had a curated list of the entirety of human history in film. That would be kind of You know nuts. what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are the best movies that depict each time period? And it would, like, you would, it would definitely have to be curated, right? Oh, for and, sure. And, like, it would be a watchable marathon, but, like... Yeah, it would be, be like, cool. here's the Middle Ages, here's, you know, right. this time period. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, like, yeah. yeah. It would be cool to have, like, the tiers of it where it's, like, your big ones that are, like, your world changers and then also your... The interims. Your little, like, oh, here's an interesting story that is yeah. in this time period. Yeah, nothing really happened except for, like, small stuff. Here's yeah. a small story. And then maybe this stuff might pay off, like, centuries down yeah. the line. Yeah, but, like, that's always <laughs> been interesting. That's... That... I love that. Right? I Like, you pick out... Cool. I mean, that's what history is just... It's just the asset... The making stories out of shit that happened that has no... Yeah. Like... Everything has connections to each other because everything happens. But yeah, yeah, um, it'd be cool. I would love, I would love for some It'd of be them. Interesting to follow 
specific characters. Yeah, that's what I think would yeah. be, like, cool. Like, have a movie that's... Like, movies that are separated by, like, 40 years, but mm-hmm. it's the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, you can have a character played by multiple different yeah. actors, but it's all the um, story of that person. So here's life. here's oh. a criteria... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna ask, are, is it a... Is a criteria for this? They need to be accurate because I was thinking, like, what if one of the World War Two movies was Inglorious Bastards? Right now, yeah. but well, then that could tangent into the Tarantino. You just watch a bunch of Tarantino movies, yeah. right? Well, I'm, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> there there are probably a lot of movies out there that are not necessarily historically accurate, but may paint, paint like a, a good feeling of that time era. I, I have a suggestion for mm. a criteria. Yeah, yeah. It can't be a movie that spans time. Okay. Right. So, like, Cloud Atlas. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, it can't be one where it's, like, this movie sort of start Like, this, it's got to be... What's an example? Um, The Nolan one. What? The, the Dunkirk? Nolan. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It's just about the event Dunkirk. Like... You can't, uh, you're asking, so you said that like can't year, be? No, years do not pass in that movie. It's about this... Right, year right. of time, this event in history. <coughs> okay. So I'm talking about small movies that chronicle a moment in history. That For the list that we're talking like about? Like, no biopics, because you go through a whole... Oh, you go through okay. the 20th okay. century okay. from the 60s to whatever of this person. That doesn't count. Is, okay. Because then, like, you're not really going... Okay. Movie by movie. What if it's a biopic? I mean, there are biopics that do just pick like like one sort of like the Darkest Hour. Like I don't want to see it, but isn't that like about Churchill in the beginning of World War Two? Yeah, it's not his whole life, is it? I don't think it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if it's a it's a it's a biopic that's like about a person doing a thing in their lives. It's about the event and the character is a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's is like the, is the conduit through which you like feel and see that event. Like that yeah. Steve Jobs movie. It's like right, right. It's like it's that one like picture of what he was like at one point. Okay. So it's I get like you. I feel like no no things that have big like that just conti- like yeah contain a lot of how many time passes yeah the movie. How many Kurosawa movies can you have in this list? <laughs> Be a good amount of them, I think. Uh, they're all all of them are historical. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but they're all like fictional. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but then that I'm, doesn't defeat I'm, the purpose well, of... I'm imagining a lot... Well, you talk about small stories from the past. I'm assuming a lot of those would be fictionalized or fictional. But it but it paints an essence of, like, here's Japan at the end of this era. I feel you know like I mean? you could find ones that are based in... So is that a criteria? They're literally things that are historical-based? Yes. Yeah. Because I just think it'd be interesting. I think... That could be a different project with you're doing is, yeah. like, history and fiction... I feel like, like there's period pieces. I feel like your list would have a lot of very large gaps in it, which is fine because I feel like a lot of time periods probably haven't maybe you know haven't what? been. Oh, that's not. Can me. I split a difference? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe instead of your thing being all of history, it's multiple smaller things about periods. You know what I mean? Mm. And you can have the skips in there, like the jumps between time periods, because right. it's not trying to chronicle all a of lot. it. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's highlights. Like, what so... if you have like the '60s? Like, yeah. you do the decade, and you find it however many movies that right. you want to fit into that but it's just the same i feel like mine would work if it was like um the 20th century you would be able to find a great yeah bunch of movies work, yeah because yeah. that's like the, the era of, yeah. of movies so um what what I, yeah. would be a good one it i think it spans too much time but i would really fucking love zodiac to be in it but i think zodiac is like I think your criteria years. might be too stringent. Too stringent? Then, because, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's... Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah who cares? <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Zodiac. I still Street. think I still think you could put movies that like like. I think Seven Samurai could fit in that list, especially if there aren't any other movies about like specific events that happened in that time period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I still think, especially if it draws from historical sources, and it's like someone, if a historian were to watch that and say, "Yeah, nothing in this movie contradicts what we know about this time period," mm. do you know what I mean? I still think it would be like, "Hey, this is a historically like based." Rashomon film. would be. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's demons in Rashomon too. <laughs> right? But, yeah, you if you, it depends on how far outside of reality you want to get. There could be there could be different different curated lists based on yeah. super niche yeah. criteria, and I think each one would be interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know, like there would be like here's one that allows magical realism. Right. Here's one that is based in time, but not people. Here's one that is based in people. Yeah. Uh, like you know, like yeah, that yeah. would be kind of cool to do. I think I think a really cool list would just be, um, you would just pick the time periods, and obviously it have to be farther apart the the longer back you go, but just like. Doesn't matter if it's true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's, it's just if it's real. What is the best movie about this time period that exists? Period. Doesn't matter if it's actually fictionalized or not. That could be cool. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, again, Japan in this time period or America in this time period. Yeah. And you could. But do only you, one movie you're saying from each. Well, yeah. Or are you, well, this list would be just one movie from each. Cool. And you can make the you can make the time period when there's a lot of movies from a particular era. You can like make it really small, like this. Like, in the 60s, it'd be every single year in the 60s, or the whole 60s in general. Oh, I see. Do you see. know what I mean? Okay. But you pick, what is the movie that either is the best or best exemplifies the 60s? What's the movie you know that's I mean? the best depiction of the summer of 69, the <laughs> spring of 69, yes. the autumn of, like, this week of 69? Like, exactly, yeah, sure. You could just go that hyper-specific yeah. with it. And then you can be broad if you want. Like, what's, the, what's the best 60s movie? What's the best 70s movie, you know? Um, what's the uh, What's the best... Shoot. It's really funny because you have a lot of, like, I feel like you'd have a lot of gaps where nothing really, movies haven't been made about that, but then you get to, like, the Romans. It's like, oh, fuck, what Roman movie do we pick? Yeah. What movie about the fucking crucifixion do we pick? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen none of them, so. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Probably Passion two. of the Christ, probably. Eh. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, you don't. You do Scorsese's Last Temptation. That's probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one too. Scorsese is like categorically better than the dude who directed The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Right. As a yeah, I mean theoretically, yes. I mean, I I don't know. I've heard Apocalypto is like a masterpiece. So I've seen it. I don't remember it much. It's a while. Okay. Uh, So speaking of cinematic universes. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were on uh, Father Dyer, played by Ed Sanders, who was in Saint Elsewhere. Really quick, wanted to talk about the Saint Elsewhere Jesus Christ. cinematic I universe. I knew I remembered what I knew. I knew that that name from somewhere. <laughs> and it's just fucking bullshit. I was thinking about it literally this morning. I was looking it up. Um, you know Saint the the Saint Elsewhere TV universe. Mm. You, um, wait, do you not know this? Oh, okay. So at Take the it away. end of Saint Elsewhere, okay. the television program. Mm-hmm. There were. Uh, it is revealed that it was all taking place inside the mind oh, of a kid. It's with the uh, the yeah, yeah with the, the snow globe. The snow globe. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, aware of that thing. I didn't know yeah. it was the show called Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so every I've heard about this a every little bit. Yeah. Okay. Crossover. Yeah. It's coming back to me. There was yeah. a couple shows that did a crossover with Saint Elsewhere mm-hmm. that did crossovers with other shows mm-hmm. in their long runs. Right. That did crossovers with. 
you know, in their subsequent long run. Which did crossovers with maybe some of the biggest budget movies ever made. Yeah. Kind of, in ways. Yeah, they did, like, weird crossover. Like, there was, like, fictional brands that got crossed over in between, like, as an in-jokes and stuff. Right. And it sort of spiraled into, well, mostly everything is in the mind of this, this kid, kid yeah. in, in Sane Elsewhere. Including um, Avengers Infinity War, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of the, the Arrested Development connection. Yeah. The craziest thing about this theory... Star Trek is in there. I, oh, I was, interesting. Just because of, as long as one episode did it, all of Star Trek now counts. Right. Yeah, right. You know, like, it's just like... It's, it, including X-Files, the, Homicide, Life okay, on the Street... Okay, so that's the thing. ...is like a huge pillar Well, in that's this. the thing. Because there's a... Spe- the, the craziest thing about this theory is it's it's funny. It's a good... It's funny. It's, it's a it's, funny thought exercise. The one thing that actually kind of... I'm like, oh my God, really? Is that Homicide character. Yeah. There's, there's a, a literal character in Homicide who actually legitimately crosses over into other shows into like a lot of them and connects all he, of he like web. shows up on Frasier he, he shows up visit in, the bar and cheers like he shows up in Arrested Development yeah this character. character from Homicide is in Arrested Development like <laughs> yeah and then there you go boom it's and then, and then you connect all these disparate webs in there right yeah it's, in, awesome. it's insane uh, it, it, who came up with that theory isn't it like a comic dude some, some guy isn't it this is like a comic book guy who came up with that I have no idea I think um but yeah, I was glad that you put it on there because I was literally looking at it up this morning, um, and it's quite a lot of media is 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 in there. Kid's got an imagination. Yeah, he's really thinking about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine thinking about like categorically all the television and be like, yeah, that's all stuff that I just made up <laughs> and fully formed like in my brain. Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, Dwayne McDuffie is the one. Yeah. Who came up oh with this. shit. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What's he do? Huh? Who's Dwayne McDuffie? You don't know who Dwayne McDuffie is? No, who is he? Well, he wrote all the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited. And oh, Justice League. Dwayne McDuffie! Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you and go. Static Shock. In, like, yeah, yep. he created yeah. Static Shock. And yeah, there you go. He's done a ton of shit. All right. I needed the reminder, but yes, I've seen his name in countless. Whoa. Yeah. So he passed away a, yeah. a while ago. It's a shame. He oh, was a really sucks. good guy, and he never got the fucking... Yeah, he, he deserved more of Damn. stuff. He's, uh... He's Keegan-Michael Key's half-brother. Oh, shit. Which he didn't discover until after he passed away. Oh, yeah. damn. That's... Okay. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Jesus. Yeah, it's wild. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm okay. So, okay. He also did episodes of What New Scooby-Doo. Nice. So we'll get to encounter him on... Uh, on... I also finished... Um... That song? That song, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did that? Ask, like, yeah, what are you gonna do that? I, I did. Did you do the whole song? It's up It's up on the drive. Like, you can listen to it. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, what's the that one? The theme song? It's only, like, it's 10 yeah, seconds. It's oh, like, okay, yeah, okay. It's you just, only did the, that part. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all. Yeah. It's all. It's all well, I didn't know if you went wild again. No, no, no. I just did the theme song okay. this morning because I felt like I okay. should because I was already doing the other <laughs> things. Um, the Gemini Killer is played by Brad Dourif from The Hazing. The Hazing. The hazing, the hazing, the hazing, and the hazing. Nice. He was in the movie The Hazing uh, that we watched on this show. Wait, was, can... was he in The Hazing? I think he was in The Hazing. We covered that one, right? We did cover that ep- that movie on, on the, the show. show. Yeah. A couple episodes ago. He was in it. Got gored by antlers. Yeah. Yeah. What's a better death? Like, end to Brad Dourif in The Exorcist 3 or in The Hazing? I think this one's good. This one's pretty How good. How does the... The Return of the King extended edition sack up. Uh, no, he doesn't die in that. Sorry, it was, that was Saruman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, doesn't he super die in that, though? Does he? Does he? He 
throws himself off of goddamn Minas Tirith. <laughs> it's like the coolest. That's not him. That's yeah, not him. No, that's the that's, that's the king of that's the that's, steward of Gondor. That's, yeah, that's. Isn't that him? No, he's the no, he's the Wormtongue. Worm he's, he's the, the guy who was whispering in a uh, the king of Rohan's in, ear. Yeah, and he went back to Saruman. Yeah. That's not the same person. It's yeah. not the same guy? No. Like, very much How not. many times have you seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Quite a bit. I that, feel like I remember it being Brad Dourif. Like, Durif. the guy who's lit on fire yeah. and runs... That is not Brad Dourif. Oh, okay. that That's the dude who plays... Who's the main guy in fucking Fringe. He's, like, one of the guys in Fringe. Yes. I got those two. Yep, that is who it is. I've got them mixed up in my head. Yeah, no. He's the dude who whispers into his ear. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, if he yeah, dies yeah. or not. Well, I get the confusion. I mean, they both have long hair. <laughs> and, you know... And go crazy. <laughs> They're slimy. They all have, they're like gray. There's only two guys in Lord of the Rings that have long hair, so yeah. I, I, you know. You, one you of the, see where it comes. One of the yeah. worst shots in those movies, and by worst I uh, yeah, mean like I, the I most visceral, is the shot of the steward, I forget his name, um, eating that chicken. Oh, it's yeah, gross. Yeah, that's be- nasty. Yeah. And the tomato. The tomato. Like, yeah. Ba- yeah. like a yeah, yeah. cherry tomato. And it's just, it's while Pippin singing. It like bursts. I watched the nasty. first one this weekend. Still very good. Fellowship? Fellowships? Very long. It's very good. Yeah. It's a great movie. They're all very I think good. Fellowship's like the best, right? Yeah. By this uh, point, I think, I think I'm going to say like Fellowship is It's my the favorite. one I've seen the most, for sure, and I enjoy it every time. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's I good. like Return of the King the most. I gotta personally. watch... I, Return of the King is the one I've seen the least, mm. just because I like to watch them sort of, sort of together, and I don't get that far a lot. <laughs> I think this is my reasoning for why Fellowship is my least favorite of them. Okay. I think that it doesn't it doesn't get into the dynamics enough. Um, like, mm. Sam is barely in that movie. Mm. He really, if you watch it again, yeah, yeah. he is not in that movie. And I think Frodo and Sam's relationship is, like, the, the, the pillar the yeah. of yeah, those yeah. movies. And you don't get that until Two Towers and Return of the King. Shoot, maybe I gotta watch The Lord of the Rings I don't know, though. I mean, the end of Fellowship when Sam does exactly. that the boat is, like, is very the good. best part of that movie. Yeah. But I think that's, like, I think... When you see that, you're like, I really. When I saw it this time, I'm like, I really wanted that the whole movie. I get. I missed that um, because I remember the best parts of those movies. I remember Sam talking to Frodo and shit. Yeah. And then Two Towers and Return of the King, you get the trio of Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn, which I think works really well. Yeah, they're a good, um, a good group. Yeah. Not that there's. I'm not saying there's a big jump in quality between them. No, I just no, no, think no, no, Fellowship's no. probably the one that like, if I want to watch a Lord of the Rings movie, I think that's I'd put the that one. one. That's I think fair. it's just got the most. It's the most like dynamic, like it changes the most over mm. the course of the movie. Yeah. The other two are, and it's the one that feels the most like an adventure because they yeah. keep getting into issues and getting out of them, and then yeah. new problem. Whereas the rest are kind of they're following it's stuff just that has one. Been, yeah, right. It's yeah. like I think, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I I agree with you. I think on this, one. I think but, I prefer that the the following them doing this one task or a couple tasks, you know, because I think that the for me the core of that is the the character dynamics that they yeah. establish, and I think that the. Fellowship really like Legolas doesn't get anything to do in that movie. Either. I don't know, all, like I yeah. don't know if Fellowship Fellowship probably doesn't have the best moments. Like I think all the right. best, like if you're gonna pick, like these are the best moments yeah. of the series. It probably most of them would probably yeah, be from all the, the other character two. stuff are in the second. Yeah, right. The two. Yeah, because like, Sam, I mean, the best for me, the best thing is Sam's. You know, he's just talking about like how much life sucks and you got to keep going on. Yeah, like that, those two towers like, for ten. Yeah, for like two times in those movies, he does yeah. that a couple times. But uh, um, but I still think as like a a movie I'm gonna put on. Right. I think Fellowship I got you. Is. Yeah, because yeah, it was really shocking. I don't didn't remember how like like Gimli, Legolas, Mary Pippin, Sam, all are incredibly underserved by that mm. first movie. It's mostly Frodo, Gandalf, and Aragorn. Which and is it needs Gandalf, to be. And but yeah, Gandalf exits halfway through too. You lose like the most interesting character in that film halfway through the movie. I guess, but it's a cool like I don't know. He goes out pretty fucking metal. So. He does. <laughs> he does. But then I think that the uh, the rest of them are served by like. 
you know, those. I mean, it's be, all one yeah. big movie, so it's it not is. like you it know, is. But. Yeah. Anyway, Patient X is played <laughs> by Jason Miller. He was in The Exorcist. Hell yeah. Uh, Rudy. Yeah. Some other stuff. No, I wrote that. He's good. He's a good actor. That's all you yeah. got. Um, yeah. Uh, Father Morning. That's a great name. Played by Nicole Williamson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Excalibur. Fuck yes, he was. Was he Merlin? He was goddamn Merlin. Yeah, he was. Uh, Spawn. He was Cagliostro in Spawn. The Seven Percent Solution. Yeah. Robin and Marion. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> and 1981's Venom. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Klaus Kinski is in that film as well, right? I guess. I've never seen it. And a snake. And a snake. Uh, you know what I like? What? Excalibur. Did you watch Excalibur? I watched bits of it. I should sit down. It's a long it's movie, a, but like it's a weird movie. It's crazy, but it's actually got some of the be- like. It's a it's a weird movie because it feels like no one is in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's right. A, like everyone talks at a weird volume, and you can't tell anyone really apart that because they're all obfuscated by yeah. the dark and also several layers of yeah. armor. Uh, but then there's other stuff like the end of that movie is just fucking crazy and wild. My favorite, Beautiful. my favorite part of the movie is when. They're like, oh, Merlin's going to do some magic. He's got to summon a storm. So he walks up on some rocks and waits for two days for a storm to just show up. But he's like, yep, that was magic. I did it. <laughs> he, like, he like waves his arms on the top of a cliff. And they're just like, wow, he's been up there for a while. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like he's doing magic. It's like, okay. That's... And then like a day passes. Of him and... still waving arms? Yeah, and he's just like, woo. And then a storm approaches on the distance. They're like, oh, he did magic. And I'm like, that's the, the best thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. It's slow magic, it's fine. Yeah, it's slow magic, it's fine. He just waited for a fucking storm to come and was like, I did it. That's the best. Um, Dr. Temple was played by Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead, The Ninth Configuration, The Host, In the Heat of the Night, The Last Samurai, South of Heaven, West of Hell. <laughs> Bolto. <laughs> no, this time it's, no, uh, this time it's South of Heaven, West of Hell, Shiloh 2. Okay. And then... Uh, Shiloh sees. No, the whole title would be <laughs> South of Heaven, West of Hell, Shiloh Two, Shiloh Season. What's Shiloh? I don't know. I just thought the funny, funny title is Shiloh a... Two, Shiloh Season. Please, please look it up. Please look it up. Oh, do you I, know I, what it is? No, I, I want to know what it is. How do you spell it? S H I L O H. No, it's yeah. S H I L O H. Shiloh movie. Uh, Shiloh is a uh, nineteen seventy seven American nineteen ninety seven American family drama film. Uh, it's based on it's a it's a dog it's a dog movie yeah that's why uh, there's yeah. Shiloh two Shiloh season and shaving saving Shiloh I like how that dumb joke that we did were both dog movies <laughs> yeah yeah no Hill. that's why that's why I was like that's funny because it's south of heaven west of oh if no one knows what we're fucking that's what talking I was just about say like okay uh, it's a in, dumb bit we did on a different episode yeah our patron in, episode in our like patron behind episode. a paywall. That was out probably weeks before this, too. And it also wasn't funny the first time. It isn't worth all this. <laughs> nah. Yeah. So, the yeah. you'll If you want to find out the origins of this unfunny bit, go you know, give us a couple bucks on Patreon and go listen to uh, Lake Placid. Lake right? Placid, yeah. Apparently, Shiloh's good. Robert, Robert, Roger uh, Ebert. Did I say that? Roger Ebert? Ebert. I always say, I always say it wrong. <laughs> Said it was good. Hmm. Shiloh 2 probably isn't good. And then saving... <laughs> Saving Shiloh? Scott Wilson's in that, shit. too. In the first Shiloh? Oh, that's why, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he in the first Shiloh? Hold on. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think he is. Oh. Oh, yeah, he is. 
Did I not write down the first one? No, you just put Shiloh 2. So, South of Heaven, West of Hell, Shiloh 2, Shiloh Season. I wonder if he's in the third one. Hold on, let me check. (laughs) They got almost all the the same cast from the first one in the second one, which looks like it was direct to DVD, because the picture on Wikipedia is a DVD one. Wow, what a feat. Scott Wilson's in the third one, too. Damn, he's like the face of Shiloh. And Al and Scott Wilson are in all this. Does he play Shiloh? No, he plays Judd Travers. Yeah, he sounds like he would. Ebert didn't like that one. <laughs> I love... Imagine being Ebert. Wait, hold on. And It's like, a family film that deals with real problems. No, he liked it, it looks like. Uh, the third one? Yeah. It's a family film that deals with real problems and le- teaches real values and yet is exciting and entertaining. Imagine being so unanimous with... Shiloh? No, seeing movies. And, no, and seeing every movie, like of the last 50 years or whatever. And you've seen almost every movie. And you're synonymous with liking it or not liking Has he, it. Does, is that a thing he did? Like, try to watch every movie that mm, came out? I mean, he watched a fucking no, he's lot just, of movies. He, like, he's just like a prolific. Prolific. Yeah. He loved okay. movies, so he uh, watched them. But just yeah. imagine being like your opinion. One person. It's not like, oh, this site or like this group liked this movie. It's like one guy. Oh, he liked that one. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. I mean, on <laughs> like, that's nuts. If he but reviewed also- a... Sorry, keep going. I was gonna say, if he reviewed a movie, it's in the critical reception page on Wikipedia page. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But he's—it's interesting too because he does have—he does hold—he's almost deified, right? Yeah. But like, he's also got some dumb opinions. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's a perfect, yeah. or not—I shouldn't say perfect, but it's not like his opinion is the... seemed to bear out historically. Sometimes, yeah. Or, or you know, or he just had a different opinion. It's not like he changed it necessarily. Sometimes but... he goes back and reappraises movies. Yeah. And yeah he's yeah. like, yeah, I like he this has. one a lot. Yeah. So. Is it just—is he just so highly, like? You yeah, know, I mean, he was did like, he just write well? Is that why he, people liked him? And like, I think so. I think it was that he wrote well. I think it's, I think he just loved movie. I think the fact that he loved movies, like unhealthily, probably like yeah. came through. And he was always just like a champion of like smaller stuff too. Yeah. Like he really tried to get stuff out there so that people like check this out because this is worth watching. Right. And Joe I think Bob that that, says, check it out. Check it out. So he, Roger yeah. Ebert says, I think yeah, he was just a good. Stars. He was a good writer. Yeah. And like, but like, imagine it's like, oh, Ebert liked this one. Like, right. that's funny to me. Like, that carries enough weight. Yeah. To, to like Shiloh three, the <laughs> the directed DVD third movie of the. Oh, that. Oh, oh, fine. Yeah, okay, that sounded bad. Was it directed DVD? I can't tell. I don't know, but like, imagine like that's still Shiloh. funny. Warner Brothers distributed it, so maybe not. How about you? I'm gonna get some water. How about you? Someone talk about Shiloh. Talk is about, it at the end of the cast? Yeah, we're done. Uh, talk about the movie. <clears throat> so they recast uh, Father Kinnaman, or what? Not Father Kinnaman. Bill Tennant, William the, the, F. Kinderman, Kinderman, the, the, the cop. Yeah, who played him in the first one? Um, Lee J. Cobb is also like one of the best American actors. Is George C. Scott better? Like in the role? Yeah. Or better? Uh, well, Kinderman's in The Exorcist for like ten minutes, so this is about him. So kind of yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, it's Lee. J- it's Lee J. Cobb who's fucking phenomenal. So right, right, right. Uh, uh, there's some murders, right? Kenderman is um, investigating some murders. Yeah, this is a police p- procedural. Like, yeah, it's a murder investigation movie. It's awesome. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, like he's hanging out with his buddy. He's just living. It's 15 years after the original Exorcist. Yeah. Uh. He's yeah. There's like just a mur- like he. It just starts. There's a murder that he's investigating. This mm-hmm. child was this kid, uh, horrifically oh. kind of graphically brutalized. Brutalized. Yeah. I mean, 
don't mean, really see it, but they describe it, and it's yeah. rough. Put the clip here, maybe. No. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I guess. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Um, he's hanging out with the father Dyer. Yeah, he was friends with. I don't know how much we want to talk about. Can we talk about this movie without discussing the original Exorcist? I mean, I guess he was just friends with the guy from the original Exorcist. So he's hanging out with him to make to cheer him up, I guess, because it's the eve. It's of... the anniversary of a character from the first Exorcist death. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to see. It's a Wonderful Life. They're little... hanging out. It's like the first like twenty minutes of this movie is just like hanging out, some fun banter. Yeah. You can tell Blatty's a novelist because yeah. like, the dialogue is good. Yeah, um, but like also dense. Like it's... dense, good, personable. Uh, these characters sort of feel alive. Yeah, they have personality. Yeah, they have a lot of good rapport with each other. Um, not much goes on uh, until there's another murder. There's like a, a priest that gets murdered. Yeah, um, and then. Dyer gets murdered. Yeah. Which it's, is sort of like the catalyst for the real movie to sort of start going. Yeah, he... Well, it's it's weird. He, like... What is he, sick or some shit? He's in the hospital, and then that's where he's murdered. Yeah. And it's mm. kind of like everyone's like, well, how did that... Like, it, how'd that happen? Because yeah. it was yeah. only, like, an hour that he was unattended, but right. what yeah. was done to him should take a long time. Hmm. But the thing... Oh, so the thing is, yeah, they... Uh, they find that he's every victim is like injected with this uh, paralytic, but it's like a very it's what they use. I forget what it's called, but it's what they use for like uh, executions on mm. like death row and shit. But it's a very like particular thing, so you have to give the right dosage, otherwise it could be fatal or do nothing. Right. But that's how this killer is able to like go into places and no one notices because uh, they're paralyzed and then they can commit these really awful things without anyone struggling. Or, right. Right. Um, and then there's, so Dyer is killed in the prison or in the, in the hospital, his blood is removed and oh, put, yeah, and put, put in into jars. these, to these like jars on the table next to him. Yeah. Uh, and then also in his own blood written on the walls, it's a wonderful life. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. With two L's. Yes. yes. Wonderful. So speaking of that, immediately after his murder, he's in the hospital, right? The lieutenant's in the hospital and it's revealed that all of these murders that have happened have all had the same markings as the Gemini killer. Yeah. Who, who stroked serial killer from before 15 years ago. 15 years, yeah. Um, 15 years is an important demarcation. Right. And, but specifically it's important to note that the details of the Gemini killers, like calling cards were leaked to the press, but they were the incorrect ones. So, but these are the correct markings, and the only people who ever knew that were the people in the police station at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's very interesting. Right. Yeah, they gave, yeah, they, they fed the press the wrong info, like, slightly altered right. info about, like, so that when people... the wrong thing, like, he, you know, he had these, he would sever fingers, he would carve this, the Gemini symbol into them, but they lied about what fingers were cut off and where the uh, symbol was carved, so as to weed out... Copycat. Uh, cop or like not well people confessing to weirdos that confess to it but they give them yeah. the wrong details so yeah. they know it's not them but yeah. yes these recent murders and well the other thing is the Gemini killer was caught and executed yes. 15 years ago <laughs> right that's so a big issue here. he's um, been dead and now it seems like he's back yeah the other thing was uh, he always uh, whenever he released letters to the press the Gemini killer he would always put two L's at the yeah. end of like the words and yeah every one... word that had an L had two yeah he just added a second um, yeah, and wonderful was one like written on the wall, and the yeah. priest's blood was wonderful. Yeah, that was a priest, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Two two priests died. There's the guy who got killed 
in, in the, the confessional booth, yeah. right? <laughs> Which is pretty rad. Uh, like, and then, the, and then, like, yeah, the blood like leaks out, and then there's the the main the main yeah. guy Dyer who who passes away. I feel like we're forty minutes into the movie. Oh, we missed. Do we want to talk about the fucking greatest like opening when it's just uh. Uh, in a church and uh the doors blow oh, open right. yeah. and the statue of jesus Opened. his yeah. eyes opens yeah. up it's yeah. awesome it's, it's so pretty cool crazy yeah it's a lot of like static shots of like the church and it's building up a mood and then the doors blow open jesus himself opens his eyes jc himself yeah. uh and then it's a pov shot of um it's like kinderman's dream yeah it's like a dream his dreams are kind of important there's like the boy who gets killed uh is in it and then we see around the time bef- right before dyer dies or no right was it after it was before because yeah, he sees right, dyer right. there yeah and he, then he comes back to the hospital and he's dead yeah yeah he's got uh this dream where he's like in heaven or in like the afterlife <laughs> yeah. or whatever it's like yeah. the waiting room yeah it's, yeah it's it, like a it, it like a train like a terminal, terminal. terminal. It's like yeah. A, yeah it's like a way station yeah. between that's so cool it, and it was all, yeah and it was really angels cool. walking around and playing like, jazz fabio yeah. fabio plays one yeah fabio's yeah, there fabio's uh has got a cameo uh, samuel, samuel jackson, jackson as a blind dude who's complaining yeah. he's in for eight frames for, yeah. yeah for like a, a, he's a pan he's got yeah. a paycheck uh yeah i mean that was really cool yeah angels playing jazz lots of people just waiting to go where they're gonna go yeah uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Dyer meets them. He sees the murdered boy there, and then he sees Dyer, and it's like, oh boy, yeah. And then when he wakes up and goes to the hospital, he's dead. Yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, why are you here? And he's yeah. like, oh, oops, <laughs> oops. And he has the same <laughs> stitches around his head to imply that he got decapitated, which is another calling card of the the victims. Yeah. Uh, and he was. So yeah. So wait. So the Gemini killer decapitates. He does a lot. Severs the right index finger. Index finger. Yeah, and then yeah. carves. I think yeah, I think it's the right index finger, and then carves the Gemini symbol into the left palm. That's a lot. That's yeah. quite a lot of for your mo. Did you did you get that uh, he's actually based on the Zodiac killer, the Gemini killer? Oh, really? The yeah. Gemini killer who uses the Zodiac symbol of the Gemini to kill? I don't know. If I thought that symbol that. was from Homestuck. <laughs> I don't even fully understand that reference yet. <laughs> I do, but like, yeah, it's just they're just yeah, I know. Yeah, they're all they got the Zodiac. That's just it. Or keep reading. Maybe it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. You should finish, at least finish that act. I know, Please I know. I, I've been slacking. If you I've just slacking. get through it really quickly and you'll want to read the rest of the comic. I know, I've that. been slacking. I took a big, I'm taking Please. a big break. I'm just waiting for you to message me about the end of that act. I'm just okay. waiting for it. Okay. It's okay. good. Okay. Are you just staring at your phone? <laughs> like, no, I'm just, just like, gonna... no. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, what, what, what's next? What are some other cool things? I'm going to be real. I didn't love this one. Hmm. I didn't think it was very good. Interesting. I, I mean, it was good moments. I think overall it was a little uh, slow in the second half. Yeah, I think the was, second half is a little weak. It was kind of boring for a time, so I checked out a lot. But um, there was good stuff in it. Like, with there's pockets of good and then there was big lulls where I feel like twenty minutes passed and nothing was. Well, I think happening. a big problem is that there's two scenes that last about forty minutes, mm-hmm. just in one location. Is it like... the cell with uh, Brad yeah. Dourif talking? Yeah, and then the other guy. Yeah, yeah, that was like it. Like grinds the movie to a halt, and it's really interesting. Like sure. it's kind of interesting the whole way through, but it's 
too much. You guys didn't like those? It's a character monologuing for what seems to be 20 minutes. It's like an actor showcase for Brian. Yeah, it was like a little... Which is impressive, and it it is good, but it is like... It killed the pace. Yeah. And then I was, and then when they get out of it, it was like, oh, cool. And then they go right back into another one. Yeah. yeah. Really soon after. I felt like there wasn't really any kind of fast pace or even anything resembling any kind of pace in the rest of the movie at all. So I didn't feel like anything got grinded to a halt because the whole mm. movie felt like that. Yeah, right. It's just that this was what happened to be one scene where that was being showcased in a monologue as opposed to just like scenes that were a little slow and had yeah. a lot of dialogue in so them. i feel like so i feel like the structure was like it's all that up to the point they're in the hospital and then we follow that nurse in that nurse scene right which was like the best that was scene in the movie uh and then we go from there Should we describe that scene well yeah. hold on because we missed so context uh after the priest dies the lieutenant orders the hospital to be locked down essentially yeah no one gets yeah. in and out without like them knowing uh, there's, it's like an investigation. There's like police stationed everywhere, and the rest of the movie takes place pretty much in the in hospital. hospital. Did they find the the scissors yet? The they don't yeah, f- well, well we, and we have to talk about the uh, Scott Wilson plays, and then he shows him like the yeah, you know, he's going around. What was it? Why did he talk to? Why did he go and visit the that older woman in the oh in the she whatever, fell down in the, the hallway. Home. Uh, she was the only person in the hallway. The that, only other person other than that nurse, right? The at nur- the night when, yeah. at the time when uh, Dyer died. The right? nurse said no one was there except for this patient who was falling down in the hallway. Um, and that, like, distracted her, right? I believe like, so. Like, that's what why she didn't like, get a, a clear visual of what was going on. I think that's what I took away from it. Maybe, well, because stuff that happens later on seems to imply that that's not the case, because... We can just get. Should we just get into it? the nurse. That same patient is the one who. Oh, she's the one who did it, right? She's the one who did it. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she's the one who's in the house. At the oh, end. right. She's the one who yeah. she gets. Yeah, possessed. And, yeah, he's right. like, oh, they're easy to possess. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, uh, around that same time, he's crazy. going around and he ends up visiting the 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 isolation chamber where this yeah. maniacal. Yeah, they they have like a high security. Yeah. Like wing basically, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a dude who like showed up 15 years ago that has been essentially catatonic that entire time, yeah. but has now started kind of mm-hmm. talking. Why does he visit him in the first? Because there's a scene early on when he visits him and he's still draped in shadow. He doesn't actually go in there, yeah. I don't think. Why does he go there for? Are you just looking around? I think it's him just getting a lay of the hospital okay. and seeing who a suspect could be, okay. I think. And then uh, there's the whole Scott Wilson thing. What's what's up with Scott Wilson? Well, he's just like a weirdo and he's the one showing him around. And, yeah. he, and then he, something happens with him later that I kind of forget like, well, why he's... <laughs> So he, at one point, he calls the lieutenant in his office to tell him about that patient, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at that point, I think, because the, the Scott Wilson tells him he's saying he's the Zodiac Killer now. Gemini. But Gemini yeah. Killer, yeah. But, yeah. Wait, what? The Zodiac Killer? Uh-huh. I had he no said, idea that this was related. Up. He's saying that he's calling himself the Gemini Wait, Killer. Wait, do you think William Peter Blatty based it on the Zodiac? think the gemini this is a, a little uh, uh connection you know what's a good movie mm. zodiac yeah i've seen it once it was i really like that movie good cast good great cast great movie mr gyllenhaal that comes out tuesday far from home comes out tuesday it's a little long but also it works it's like two and a half hours right yeah it's yeah, like it's... a long it's a, i mean it is long but like it kind of doesn't it's not paced badly no I think. It's, it's a, a good, movie. good movie it's really funny after watching lord of the rings just recently it's you kind of, you kind of contextualizes how long long movies are because mm-hmm. <laughs> two and a half hours to me i'm like 
that's an hour shorter than the first Lord of the Rings movie, which is an hour shorter than the third Lord of the Rings yes. movie. That's two, I'm like two and a half hours in that long. Not nothing. Because I, I was I was watching we were watching The Exorcist three and I was texting uh, my girlfriend and I'm like uh, this is a little long and then I'm like actually no it's not we just watched Lord of the Rings two days ago this is not a long. <laughs> uh, Lake Placid was like a lean hour twenty and yeah. still way and too long. Felt very long. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. really in the in the in the in the execution of the time. Yeah. Um. Can it's, we talk? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No. I was gonna say we talk about really quickly about the weird cut after scott so, wilson says hey uh he's calling himself the gemini killer and then it cuts to like before when he's saying this the lieutenant is in the chair and then it cuts to the lieutenant almost out of the door i like that though oh yeah i really thought that was cool because yeah. it's supposed like he's disoriented okay you are as the audience i think okay, it works. it's interesting it's, it's, yeah, yeah he's like re- recoiling back yeah and, yeah because okay. so right so this gemini or this dude showed up at like at the hospital or something right or no the police picked him up Dropped him off there because he had like he wasn't really he had responsive. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. Um, and he's just been sitting in there, and he got violent a little while ago. They put him in the isolation chamber. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So Scott Wilson kind of tell what's the info dump that he has with him? Basically like leading into that cut. Oh, is it just that? It's that basically what you yeah, said. That's it. And okay. then he's like, he just started getting violent recently. Um, he's been, every single day for the last like two weeks he's been getting better every day and now he's getting a little more violent and he's been saying he's a Gemini killer and right, then right. that's when the lieutenant kind of steps back and he's like what's up with this dude I need to go talk to him right now right and he's oh the, cause then doesn't he look like right that's what I was just gonna say like he looks like his old buddy yeah the reason he recoils is cause it looks exactly like Father Karras yeah. his friend and the character from the first movie yeah. that was like important and it's like oh okay yeah right. but the guy's saying like oh I'm the Gemini killer <laughs> Is it the same actor playing yeah. it in the first movie? Okay. Yeah, yeah Jason Miller. That's why, again, neither of you have seen The Exorcist, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. That's a shame. I've... Mm, no, I haven't. So... It's a shame. This movie works a little better when okay. you've seen that. I think right. it works. I think yeah, it works. maybe it did, because I, I would have known who these people right. were. I, I knew who the lieutenant was. I was a little confused as to which... Uh, I was confused as to which the two were supposed to look like, because the... Because the... Precinct X is, as, is what they call him. He looks like the priest yeah from the from, from the first one first who dies so the thing yeah this was a little he never changes like his face doesn't ever change it only like that's just for us the audience to understand he always looks like father Karras in the film like in the uh, okay. in the story of the movie that's just like a a device for us to understand that it's actually the gemini killer inhabiting Karras's oh. body oh yeah okay because okay. i was wondering why no one was mentioning Hey, that dude fucking changed what he looked like. Right, because he doesn't, and that's the thing. Like it's he's just him, being, even as that... Brad Dourif, he's talking about how he looks. He's in Karis's body. Like he says that a few times. Mm. It's weird. But, okay, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Okay, so he's so the the original. Every time he looks like the father, he is the that's, father. That's what he looks. He looks like that throughout the whole story. No, no, but I mean to but, us, when he looks like the father to us, yeah. he, it's supposed to insinuate he's actually that person's spirit in the body no no that's just that so it's i think this is my uh interpretation he looks like that so that we understand that's what he looks like and so that kinderman see we see kinderman see that okay and i think the idea is that it's a mystery kind of as to what the fuck is going on and then we see you know the actors change and that's just so that we can understand it's not karis actually like inside of the only time that that change is actually signifying that someone else isn't having the body is at the end of the movie when he goes, shoot me now. Right. That's Karis breaking through. Yes. And that's why it 
switches from Durif. That is the only point, though, where that switch signifies that someone else is inhabiting this body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The rest of it is just establishing that it's not. It's not. Karis. It is Karis. Establishing it's the that Gemini it's actually killer. not Karis. Yeah. 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 All right. It is the Gemini killer who jumps through people to inhabit them to kill with the help yeah. of... which is how he gets away he's like a possessing ghost yeah. right yeah. he's he projects his possession That's into fucking cool with yeah. the help but with specifically with the help of his master who is pazuzu yes the demon who's the fucking demon from the first not one. named in this film no but named cool. in the first one right maybe <laughs> yeah I, I know i've seen screenshots of like there is a um the statue there was a really good. It was kind of good. There was a good video I think I watched where it was like um, the best like uh, scares in horror movies that are like so slight that you have to like pause it. And for some reason, Pazuzu's face was on there. I don't know if that's really the slight because in the first Exorcist movie there are a couple shots where you see like this really kind of scary white face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's it's not that subtle. That's just like Jesus fucking Christ. Right. Like it, it kind of jumps out at it you. It jumps out and then it goes away. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's like moments you have to pause. If you really want to like look at yeah. what's going on, it's, yeah, like, it's quick. It's, it's a quick cut, right? It's maybe not super like. And then one of them was like the Babadook in like Babadook. There's like a scene in there. Yeah, Pazuzu's in Godzilla. Oh, King is he the monster? Oh, yeah. yeah, nice. Makes a cameo when uh, uh, spoilers for King of the Monsters. Watch it, you assholes. Uh, when they're in Godzilla's lair, yeah, and it gets blown up in the wide shot. There's a Pazuzu statue That's as cool. part of nice. the architecture. Yeah, nice. Pazuzu um, also made a so this was cool. Pazuzu's in a Hellboy comic from a long time ago, of course. Uh, and I didn't, I had not seen The Exorcist at that mm. point. So then watching The Exorcist, I'm like, oh, is that Hellboy? why that statue was in that Hellboy comic and was super prominent? Okay, is it, it's specifically an Exorcist <laughs> creation though, right? It's I think not so, like yeah. a, I'm, a I'm real thing. Sure. I, I mean, I don't know if Pazuzu's based on a real demon or not. Right. That's cool. But uh, so this was the same. Pazuzu is the thing that possessed Reagan in yeah The Exorcist yeah. that then got. Jump to the father. Father Cap. Yeah, spoilers for The Exorcist, but we're doing the third one, so, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, Father Cap, like, uh, Max von Sydow's character in the first one, I forget his name, but he's, like, enemies with Pazuzu. Like, Pazuzu's got a grudge, cause, and then they went back and did... The Exorcist is a weird franchise. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they... Sh so they did a... a exorcist origin film like a prequel to the first one okay and i'm pretty they shot that movie and then i'm pretty sure they the, the studio or whoever was like we're not releasing this make the whole thing again Ooh. and i'm pretty sure they remade the whole i think rennie fucking harlan directed it and i think it still sucked like mega shit i think that star it's like stellan skarsgård oh i think stars as um father ah, fuck. father von Sydow. yeah father von Sydow. uh <laughs> so when the exorcist starts like it's it's von Sydow and karis go to at the end of the movie they go to extra you know the famous image from the exorcist yeah. of the guy arriving with the beam of light from yeah. the house that's von Sydow showing up to battle once again his arch enemy pazuz it's fucking cool so <laughs> uh so the exorcist is not going great von Sydow dies and then karis like tells he, he like allows pazuzu to possess him he's like screaming at him and then He's possessed, but Karis decides he throws himself out of the window and he falls down those steps next mm -hmm. to the uh, car barn or whatever it's called yeah. uh, and dies. And that's how that... And then it's revealed yes. in this film, at that point, uh, Pazuzu grabbed the spear of the Gemini killer who was being executed yeah. a bit of ways to then enter the body of, of the Karis. recently vacated corpse right. of... Right. While know. they were pronouncing him dead, he was actually inhabiting the body. Yeah. 
and then brushed out of his coffin, yeah. wandered around a little bit, was catatonic for Right, the years. reason he was cat- this is, I think this is really cool shit. The reason he was catatonic is because, like, you can't possess a body where its motor functions don't mm, work. Right. Like, right. He needed to sit there and let his brain regenerate. And that's why he started getting more active in the last two weeks, because it's finally like, right. oh, Jesus my brain Christ. works. <laughs> I have brain cells now. That's, as opposed- that's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really cool way to do a sequel invo- like involving, like, a oh, this looks like the dude who died. Like, yeah. I think it's a cool way to tie into that first movie without making it feel like unneeded like it's a cool way to not break the closure that that movie gave if there was any while also in like bringing in elements from that movie like oh let's look at the cop who was friends with this priest yeah yeah i think it's a pretty cool idea i also i want to point out i like i like this line in this film where he is talking about his priest friend and he's like you know i was really good friends with he was my best friend i loved him like oh good cool yeah more movies were were Specifically dudes, but any friends profess their love for George Chance. C. Scott is really great because he does this. I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff. I've seen him in uh, Dr. Strange Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, I mean, I've seen the scene from Patton, which he makes a goddamn Patton reference in this movie. Yeah. You, all right, dude, you're allowed. Uh, but he's really good in The Changeling also, mm-hmm. which is also like an exceptional horror movie, I think. Um, but like, he's really good at portraying like, vulnerability like it, yeah. he just really doesn't seem to be like concerned about like his masculinity all right. that much which is cool because i also feel like george sees whenever he's angry it's like oh jesus christ yeah. like, he'll eat me he's very <laughs> so, he's very expressive i noticed his, his yeah. eyebrows his very expressive eyebrows i noticed yeah, in this he just walks around with that arch yeah, it's arch. Just awesome very good um oh the thing one more thing no, before we go on uh we're, we're doing some good discussion yeah it's yeah. it's a shame that like that scene, I think those scenes in the cell do drag on because fuck are they beautiful. Yeah, right? like they're just really yeah. cool looking. Really simple, but there's that one wide shot of, of them uh, the two beams sitting of across light. and the huge shafts of light yeah. coming in. Yeah, it's a really it's cool, so good. but like, it's just, it's just some monologue and, and he's just babbling so, about yeah, I like part, I think part stuff of the... and... It goes. It's tw- it happens. Tw- the fact that it happens twice I think is what gets thing, me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, the middle of the thing can get a cool it's, it's like the showcase. centerpiece yeah it's the centerpiece scene that then happens twice yeah within minutes of each right. other right and it's just it, like it's funny because i'm gonna be honest i like i think it did drag a little bit but it was like those scenes were the ones that like made me snap back to attention as mm. opposed to drag me out of it both like both of them i thought i'm i'm torn i'm torn i can, right. I, I really like the scenes but i don't know if they work great in the movie as a whole right. i want to talk about the two greatest bits I think mm. is the nurse scene yeah. and the fucking exorcism battle that right, actually right. happens. Right. So that exorcism battle is interesting and uh, like yeah, we'll get to it in a sec. That yeah. that nurse scene is fucking awesome. And I think is like the centerpiece horror. Like this movie's a weird horror movie. It's not really right. all that horror, but if Except there's for that one scene, scene that is, it's with, that. Yeah, it's yeah. really effective. Um yeah, so there's a a long Static shot of uh, you know the lockdown like way hospital. down the hallway. Super Off in removed. the distance is the nurse working at the desk, yeah. wearing a bright red, visually distinct. Okay. Like you can pick her out uh, yeah. the nurse's yeah. uniform. Yeah. Um, There's a cop that's in it sometimes. That cop is the be- like once he leaves, <laughs> like this. It's it's a really it's it's such a great. You could teach with that scene. Yeah, right? it's like, really you can show that scene and teach someone like this is how you block a scene mm-hmm. and ratchet the tension up like unbearably. Yeah. I think it's a really good scene. Uh, so she is hearing like no, there's a in the foreground. Oh, well, there's the thing, a... yeah, we didn't. You mentioned we brought it up at this. I think it's important the the scissor thing like the uh, oh yeah as when when Kinderman is going around the hospital and just seeing all the different parts they show him like the. 
I, I don't know if I guess they just assume it's the tool that was used to like decapitate. Yeah, because Dyer? it's the most decapitation yeah. weapon. It's a ever. big. It's a ring. It's a spring-loaded scissor like, yeah. shear thing. Yeah, big shear. Just lifted open and then it immediately snaps yeah. shut. Yeah. And, As you let go, it snaps were, shut on its own force. Yeah. Well, I because was there why were they down in the they were in the mortician's place right? Yeah. yeah. Talking to him. Do were they talking to him about those shears specifically, or did they pick it out and ask about it while they were down there? I think they were like, hey, what's that? And they were like, yeah, these are some good... Right. Because yeah, I'm unsure, because I don't know... Cheers. I would feel it makes sense if they went down there for an unrelated reason and said, hey, what's up with those? They told him this is decapitation shears or whatever. Well, yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know what else they could be... Right, and then... Uh, it's probably for, like, cutting open rib cages and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for yeah. Autopsies. Yeah, and then... Um, De- oh, like, definitely. But... <laughs> they ask about the sticker on it, and it's like, oh, it's a shipping label. And it's like, oh, is that new? It's like, yeah, we just got it. Oh, right. are you missing one? It's like, yeah, so... I think uh, that's when they piece together that it's the tool that they use to decapitate. Yeah, um, you're right. It's also the decapitation weapon. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. anyway, so... Continue. Yeah, so... So um, she thinks... I think the thing is she thinks she hears the clicking of that. We hear the guy... It's demonstrated early and it's a very, like... Yeah. It's got good sound and then she's in the hallway and she hears, like, clicking noises. Right. Yeah. We're already, like... The foreground of the shot is a slightly ajar hospital room yeah. door. With great, uh, great big blue, blue light lighting coming, coming out of it. Uh, so she... It's like... A long take she's like yeah. shuffling papers she like looks in she goes back to shuffling papers and then looks out a little bit more eventually puts the papers down walks down uh it's a bit of a horror scene where she's coming through the door yeah it cuts at that point yeah it's like a minute long take or more yeah the cuts. whole thing is not one take but it's centered around yeah the same shot the, the shot yeah yeah um so she enters the door uh also, like, watch the movie first before we explain it, because it's, yeah. you know, like, don't don't let us tell you the movie. What? Just look up Exorcist 3 nurse scene. Yeah, you can probably. It's, could, yeah. it's really good. Um, there's a guy in there who, like, does, like, a little, ah, and yeah. it's like, okay, like, that, that was. the fuck out of my room. Well, Stop waking me up. She notices that the sound is the glass, or the the, the ice cubes in the glass of water like crackling. Like, melting. In yeah. There. yeah, and nice. she's, like, staring at it, and she kind of gets relieved, and then the dude's like, ah, what's going on? Yeah. I can't get any sleep around here. You quit me by 5.30 for breakfast, and yeah. I'm I'm going to sue you. <laughs> what's your name? And she says, uh, what's her name? It's very important for why she gets killed. Um... Her name's oh, yeah, K, K something. Oh, that's also another. Oh, God right. The goddamn yeah, so the, Gemini killer. So the guy, he's got a lot of criteria. So the Gemini <laughs> killer only kills people whose names start with K. Any of their names. Middle, first, or last. Well, I think that was a new wrinkle oh, okay. because they're like, it starts with K. And they're like, well, Dyer's didn't. And then like, well, was middle like name was Dyer Kevin. or something yeah. like yeah. that. Well, the middle name was Kevin. Yeah. And I think that, that seemed to be Joseph, a new wrinkle. I think. Joseph, okay. Yeah, Dyer. Joe, Kevin, Dyer. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's killing his his dad's name was like Carl or something, and right. his dad was a dick, so yeah. he kills his dad every time. He, and yeah. that's part of the monologue is like, "Daddy has to suffer" or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that was weird. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so her name's like Amy something. Keller, okay. Ke- yeah, Amy Keller. We'll whatever. say Amy Keller. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, continue. so I don't know. She goes back out. We uh, it returns back to that wide. She heads back to the desk. What nice. happens? Uh, she the sees. Master. So she's just at the desk. There's, like, cops posted because it's still locked down. Yeah. And then you see, like, a cop come in and, like, draw the other cop away. Yeah. And then he leaves for a second. And then he comes back. Yeah. And then he just grabs, like, his hat and then walks out. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's so good. And then she sees another room? No, she goes and closes the door to that room because it's open. And I yeah. think that's making her. Well, does her... she walk all the way in? 
I think, yeah, I think she goes in and like yeah. checks and then closes the door. But we don't see that no. excursion into the room. No, it stays. It's, it's still in the wide. Still static. She walks into the room. She t- totally disappears into the room. She comes out, closes the door, and then is that when it happens? Well, she and goes then... back because she gets down the hallway, the long hallway that it happens, I believe. Like she's she closes the door. She closed the door when she came out the first time. Well, this is a different the, door. Yeah, we're talking oh, about she's the, a different door. There's yeah. a door. There's a door all the way down, and that's okay. when she goes in. There's a yes. door closer. Does she to close just... it, or does she just walk out of it? No, I think she like locks it. I think the thing is that she's nervous about another open room. Okay. Yeah, she's because she's freaked out and she Don't wants itch. to be. No, I'm gonna close this door, and then boom, a zoom, and boom, the... a zoom. Yeah, big snap zoom as this uh, white draped uh, nun with the big shears just yeah. steps out. And behind her. runs after her. And just, yeah. yeah, like, steps directly behind her. There's... With the shears right and, at neck level. Yeah, yeah. and then it and cuts. It just and goes, woo, yeah. and, like, that was it. Yeah. And it was, like, really good. Yeah. And then it cuts to all the cops being like, well, we found the nurse dead or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he, but it was I, a really tension-building scene. It was very good. Uh, good payoff. Yeah. Um, that, that fucking nun thing yeah. was creepy. And then he, he yeah. and then right after that is when he goes back to the cell, right? Yeah. Then we go monologue. to the to the monologue after that, and then and he says something like, at this point, I think he reveals that uh, the um, uh, he he said help or something like that. He still talks about something being like possessing or something like that. He doesn't specifically spell it out, but it like he says something in this monologue that leads the lieutenant to go back to the room with all of the patients in there, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's looking for and the. He finds like the old lady who's going after like his family or something. Well, like well, that. no, because he goes into that room and he's looking for that lady. I think, and he opens a. Uh, well, you see her in a room, like mm-hmm. close the door, and then you see her on the ceiling. Oh like, yeah, she like spider crawls. Yeah, it's creepy. Ceiling. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. like kind of shuddery a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, she's moving at a different like uh, uh like frame rate. rate. Than, yeah. Yeah. And then he it's finds cool. the naked dead nurse yeah. in that room. And then she, that's why she has the nurse's outfit on. Yeah. Uh, and then I think um, he's like looking for, uh, is he looking for the nurse at that point? And she has the same name as his daughter. And that's when he realizes that. Uh, they're going after the, the daughter. He's going, going after, after his daughter. I think, yeah. Is it that or is it just that the nurse, because the nurse, he like barges in on that one nurse and she starts oh, right. getting pissed. And she's like, would you well, do this to your own family? And he's like, family. <laughs> There's the, no, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> your corona. It's the kid, right? Is It's the kid that, that he thinks is going to get murdered. Uh, he sees a nurse going in there with a bag and it's not, it's the different nurse. Yeah. I don't know. And she's like, it's just toys. What are you talking about? And I swear to God, it was, it was the name. He says, it might be. She says her name, and he says the daughter's name, and he's like, shit, and he's like, mm. needs to get home now. Right, well, because in the second conversation with uh, the Gemini killer, he mentions, like, I'm going to get revenge. And he, he says something that also, like, yeah. ties into, like, oh, family. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to two things. We get to uh, Father Morning yeah. uh, approaches the cell. Well, not yet. It's sort of about this time. No, yeah. because it's specifically he goes home yeah i'm saying like it sort, wasn't it sort of intercut the no, car chase and it was not i don't think it no was. Oh, okay. uh the car chase happened so he's trying to get home and the nurse is in taxi car chase time car chase uh, <laughs> music whatever <laughs> 
yeah, vague. It's like very slow down get, car chase. Music yeah, we got to litigate. Is this a, what's our car chase rating for this one? So he's trying to just beat another. He doesn't exactly know that he. They're not in pursuit of another vehicle. Right. He's just trying to get home because he thinks something bad is going right. to happen. Right. Yeah. So she's in a really taxi a chase. The the patient. It's a race shot. against time. Yeah. There are two vehicles involved. Yes, but it is not a. It's not one vehicle pursuing another. So, so I don't know if it counts chase. as a car It's like chase. a third of a chase. The it's, chase is yeah. there in theory. If we were it's, to, like cha- it's just chase adjacent. If we were to rate it mm-hmm. on our one to five car mm-hmm. chase scale. I'm going to say one. Two. Well, it's kind of, <laughs> it was intense kind of, right? Too. Yeah, I guess it's Every tense, fucking tension. asshole in D.C. didn't move over for, for, a, the cops. for a, Yeah, the cops <laughs> were driving wildly with <laughs> yeah, the sirens with on. the fucking sirens on. No one gave a shit. I'll yeah. give it like a two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah I'll mine a two. So... This is happening. Yeah, okay. The, the family gets a call from supposedly him, I believe, who says there's a nurse showing up with a with a package for you or something like that. And they let mm. the, and the nurse gets to the house and they let her in. He gets home and everyone's fine. But we the, don't see the nurse like come in though. No, 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 no. Yeah. We see her arrive at the house, I think. <laughs> this and is then, amazing. Yeah. yeah, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens. Uh, he gets home. He opens uh, the door, he opens looks the door. directly into the building, yeah. sees everything that could possibly be yeah. there. Yeah. The daughter's there, the mom's there. Everything's he fine. He doesn't know anything's happening, and, she, and he's the mom's like, "This nurse, like that you that you sent, is like, what's up with her?" Yeah. And he's like, "What nurse?" And she's like, "Well, and she just fainted." And the, and, and like then, they point to that one yeah. right there, like in your line of sight. <laughs> yeah, she's at the kitchen she's table, the table. <laughs> and, and then, it zooms in on her face. Yeah. She's and like, he looked when, directly at her like four seconds yeah. ago. When's bedtime, she's funny. saying. And then uh, a couple seconds later, as he's like getting closer, um, she uh, wait. She pulls out the decap scissors. Yeah, and is almost about to decapitate his daughter. But the oh. grandma yanks her out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's, fu- there's a fight in the house. Yeah, while this is, while this is happening. Yes. The yeah. priest, Father well, Morning, well, goes she's, to... Well, she's like about to kill... Uh, Kinderman. She yeah. like she's super. She tosses another cop. There's another cop with him, and yeah. he goes flying into the wall. Kinderman goes flying into the wall, and she's like kind of strangling him, strangling him. And then she kind of and has a cool like really low, dis- like slow descent. Oh yeah. The floor. Yeah. And then we go to the hospital. And then it cuts to the hospital where the priest opens the doors. Yeah. Up oh, into that the best shot in the movie yeah. is the priest opening the door in the long hallway. Yeah. And then he closes it behind him, and he's walking towards. And it's about, oh, it's about to be a fucking rematch, cage match. Uh, Not rematch, one on, but yeah, yeah one cage on one match, priest yeah. v demon. <laughs> it's Pazuzu fucking... versus God essentially, but yeah, through yeah. the conduits of this specific priest. Yeah, so he yeah, busts Jedi into killer. the cage uh, or to the cell. They get into a hell in the cell they, match, yeah. literally. <laughs> they, he starts reading from yeah. the Bible. He splashes the wall, well, and it's cool because the demon literally basically says, "All right, let's go." Yeah, and he's like, yeah. "All right, yeah. come on." He's like, "Oh, we're doing this." So he splashes the wall. He's like, "In the name of Jesua." Come out! <laughs> and then there's fire and snakes everywhere. Yeah, and then there's fire and snakes. He gets flown up. Well, the the, the Bible he's reading from explodes. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets thrown onto the ceiling. And he's he gets, stuck yeah, on he the... gets stuck up onto the ceiling. And then he's, like, trying to rip himself down, and his flesh is coming and staying. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's getting ripped off. And uh, that's awesome. It's so fucking good. And then, um... And then, like, Kinderman just, like, shows back up, Yeah, Kinderman up, right? shows up, uh... 
Everything's normal. He just tries to shoot him, I guess, but then he gets thrown up yeah. on the wall again. He, he brings his gun out after he realizes that that priest was in there and also shit's yeah, like going down. he didn't down. know. He like, yeah. looked up at the yeah. ceiling and there's, like, blood. There's a lot of flesh. Yeah, <laughs> like, stuck to the ceiling. And then the dude falls over, I think. And then yeah. he, he's about to shoot him, but he gets flown up onto the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, he gets flung up to the ceiling. They have another mind battle. and Yeah, uh, this is crazy. Lightning starts breaking the floor. Yeah. Everyone starts coming up out of hell. But then God's, like, Father Morning wakes back up. Because the light of, like, God is, yeah, like, shining like shines, on his hand. Yeah, it, it moves across the ground yeah. onto his hand. And, and then, then onto the cross. And onto he the gets crucifix. just enough of a fucking distraction for a second. That well, he starts like, yelling at the possessed dude, saying, like, Karis, fight it. Yeah. Fight it, Karis. And then... Every every now and then it's intercutting to the to Karis Bradorov's eyes, like, being completely like, yellow yeah, and, like, like a red. Sith now. Yeah. 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 He's like a Sith. Uh, and he's like, uh, hey, oh, I, I got out for a second. Shoot me now. He's like, do it, do it. <laughs> and like, can you him? immediately pump him full of Yeah, away. he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, do it now. And he's like in the middle of saying that, uh, shoot me now uh, with no hesitation. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Something that never happens in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was expecting him to, like, wait and hesitate too yeah. long and then get fucked up. Yeah, but, but no, no, he just. He takes the opportunity right? and yeah. shoots his best friend. Uh, and then he frees him from the Gemini Killer's spirit. That's kind of it. Oh, remember all the imagery that comes out of the chasm? Yeah, well, I was, yeah. Oh, like, you were saying? I, I said people start coming up, like, out of hell or whatever. Yeah, there's the, crazy. the crucified kid, um, which yep. was the, the original crime. Right, yeah. yeah. They show that crime scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's all the hands sort of outstretched Yeah, with it's him. very, it's interesting It's looking. really crazy. And then, uh. Harris yeah. comes out crucified too like yeah. you see him it's crazy yeah yeah uh later kinderman watches on as karis's body is buried yeah and you know it's pretty fucking wild mm. uh that scene was all studio mandate the end the, the exorcism oh. there wasn't going to be an exorcism oh yeah hmm. how was it originally going to end i'm not exactly sure uh, but i just the book end probably uh, yeah i don't probably know that yeah but uh but yeah like he didn't like I th- he wanted it to be called Legion because he's like, I can't call it the Exorcist 3 when there's no exorcism. Yeah. And they're like... Put one in there. And they're like, well, the Exorcist is why people are going to go see this put in an exorcism. Mm-hmm. Which you can definitely tell because all the stuff with uh, McNichol is not tied into the rest of the movie at all. No, he just he's shows not up. not a character. You see him like once or twice just right. completely random asides to him being a dude yeah and then he just comes in at the last minute and to say like, literally like up. a deus ex machina yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's it's a shame because the exorcism scene is kind of wild and awesome, awesome but it is a little like doesn't really fit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool i yeah. like it um that's the end What's the goo grade on this one? I think I don't the, think there was very much goo in it. I think there was a little. I think him peeling his flesh off it was kind of. It was a little, good. It was a good scene. It was juicy for point, sure. Juicy. Point five. Sure. I think a little bit needs to be given for that kind of that stuff, but yeah, not much. Point five. Point five. Uh, out of five, studio mandated exorcism. <laughs> out of five. Uh, theological hell in a cell matches <laughs> out of five uh spooky nurse out of, out of five decapitation scissors i was gonna say that yeah that's pretty good um what are we giving this one i'm giving it a three i like it i'm gonna say three it's and a half 
Hmm. It's tough. I'll say this is a fine movie. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Think... If it, it's not like it's a classic, but it's very good. Yeah. There were the good parts were very good, and the low parts brought it down a lot, but not into bad. Yeah, and I know? think and I think the issue with like some of this stuff with those scenes that like the scenes in the cells yeah. that are like interminable almost. I mean, they're still interesting, and Brad Dourif is putting in some fucking. Oh yeah, work. I like Brad Dourif. Yeah, he's put he puts in work there. Uh, but like, is his voice like mo- yes, modulated yeah, like de- yeah. like? But like not a lot. It's really yeah. interesting that they don't go overboard because I feel like that's usually what happens yeah. whenever you like deepen a but voice. He's sort of just down yeah, here. he just kind of sounds like he's going into a different register. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and again, like I think that's part of the problem when you have a guy who wrote a book and is then wrote the screenplay and directing it. Yeah, you know, it's like, and it kind of ends up being okay. Yeah. No, I'm saying like those are just long stretches of dialogue, mm. works in novels, but yeah. in movies it's a little like oh, Casey, like you know. I want to see how it like, just feels like a scene that's from the book that he's like we're not changing this. I want to see how long those like how long those scenes in script pages take up cuz it's probably a lot. Yeah. And then <laughs> imagine going into set that morning being like this is the scene we're shooting today yeah. and it's like oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is a 20 pager, okay. You think George C. Scott showed up for any of that or is Brad Dourif? Is it just, just the one shot of Brad Dourif? He's yeah, just probably. acting against a PA probably for the eyeline or something. Yeah. yeah uh yeah so that's that um what's your favorite scene roxy it's really funny those cell scenes my favorite scenes interesting that you, yeah i just i was thinking the whole time you were talking about that i'm like those are my favorite scenes in the movie interesting yeah i think they 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 drew my attention a lot i like the long brad durf is for, great yeah a good villain monologue you know i think it's hard I, to beat one thing that i've learned a lot talking to you recently dan is every time you mention that works better in a novel i'm like those are my favorite scenes in this hmm hmm I think that for me those work somewhat similar cinematically. I like seeing long stretches of dialogue a lot in like movies. I guess I don't dislike them. I just don't think they're inherently cinematic. That's yeah. a play. Yeah, it's performance, which is great. I mean, it's part of what makes cinema great. Is it is yeah. elements from all these different mediums, and I right. just think that's a very stage element right. that I start to go. I don't know. Do something. Do something cinematic. Right. But you know. It's still, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, it's a little, I think, again, I think the problem is that there are two of them that Mm -hmm. are both incredibly long, really close to each other. Yeah, I could see that. That's when it's kind of like, I'm not disagreeing that those aren't for everyone. I just, uh, like, those in particular, I think, draw me in a lot more. Yeah, and again, this is just the thing is, this stuff is all complicated. Yeah. You you hear directors talk about, like, the best scene in the movies, we had to cut it out. My favorite scenes, the best scenes, scenes that had the best performance, all that. Yeah sometimes does not work for the whole yeah this kind of feels a little bit like laddie's like we're not changing this even if it does kind of mess with the pace right um but they are yeah they are on their own the strongest scenes probably so it's it is one of Mm -hmm. those things yeah it's tough um what what's your i don't know i was just gonna say it might be the first i think the first conversation is a little more interesting uh Yeah, probably that. I guess it is the cell scene. It really is the centerpiece of the movie, but it is... My favorite... That or The Exorcism, which is what's fucking metal. Okay, yeah. The Exorcism is dope. (laughs) My favorite top two is the the dream... uh, Oh, right. The... Yeah, that's awesome, The dream uh, afterlife uh, train station or the nurse scene was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because that was the most... I don't know. That is an example of a very cinematic scene. Yeah. Yeah. I it was very yeah. It was a horror scene. Because you couldn't do that shot. That movie. shot wouldn't really 
necessarily work in a play because I think the it's where that camera's positioned yeah. that yeah. tells that story. Yeah. And I yeah, it works yeah, really you'd have, well. You'd have to, of it like you'd have snap. to set the shot like the, if you were doing it in a play the like the stage would have to be centered around that shot. Yeah. I, you could do it but you wouldn't get the same You could do that same jump scare with a lights out like yeah, you could probably do that. I think you play. could. You could do, it, but you have to change it, right? Yeah, to fit yeah. the medium better. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's the medium. You zoom in on a thing yeah. that's scary, and because you've been yeah. so far, you know, it's, yeah, it's you've good. been so far away from it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, blocking, like blocking and performance and all that is inherent to stage, but also just like, I don't know, you don't really get depth, mm-hmm. right? It's a stage. Right. That's I think. Kind I of think flat, that's whereas... the thing you lose. I'm, I'm trying to think of visualizing the scene as a play, a stage play. I think you would lose the depth of it, but yeah. I feel like you could definitely do it with like. Like you said, lighting, like, you could easily have, like, the room be darkened until she goes into it and it's lit up and everything else is dark and she goes out. Yeah, and then, yeah. Like, someone off stage from the dark comes into the light and then right. everything goes and dark. And then everything goes black. You, yeah. You, it would be, would it, it. it's something you could adapt, but not, it would, it would be a different effect for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that, that scene is, like, an example of, like, yeah. using cinema well. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very well shot movie. It's a pretty movie. Yeah. It, which is really interesting because he's the writer who went yeah, to direct he directed his <laughs> ass off in this one i think i think he's a yeah if this is i don't know if this is his directorial debut or not but it's good like if it is it's a good debut if it's not it's a good movie he made like he's a talented person a oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look it up to see if he directed anything else but, uh... i thought you were did you do like a phone like a phone foley of you like no making i just noise? dropped it because oh. <laughs> my hands are like clammy and this is wet because my hands have been clammy like all fucking day. Yeah, my phone is now clammy. Let me see. I'm gonna check. Yeah, you get that, and uh, I'll just do my wrap up here. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at itcamefrombasement at gmail.com. Itcamefrombasement.com uh, is your hub for all things. So he directed the ninth configuration ten years prior. Oh, so he did like one thing. Um, the fuck is the ninth, ninth configuration? configuration is a psychological drama film based on his book. Uh, uh Doc- Scott Wilson was in it. Scott Wilson. So was Ed Sanders. Stacey Keach, Scott Wilson, Jason Miller, Ed Flanders. You know, I okay. I realized Ed what Flanders. Name. What? Ed Flanders. Yeah. So yeah. It says on here. Did I write down something different Not on that? Ed Sanders. Did I write down? Is it? <clears throat> We've been saying. Did I write down Flit Sanders there? Yeah. Why did I write down Sanders? It's Flanders here. Oh, our our mm. information is sorry, being sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. it's okay. Um, um, I was thinking of the Ninth Gate. That was my yeah, issue. No, this is a good poster. Hold on. Let me, let me show you the poster. Uh, at BasementCast on Twitter. Oh. That's pretty rad. That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, you can join our Discord server. Uh, get some exclusive Discord roles if you uh, donate to us via Patreon at patreon.com slash basement. We have bonus episodes of movies recommended by patrons, exclusive Discord roles, retrospective episodes, possibly more in coming months. As we expand our basement kingdom, um, Apple Podcasts, please give us a little rate and review. It goes a long way to the growth of our show. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Sub Subterranean Casts. Oh, we're drawing this back. Uh, uh, Blightmobile. The waterhole. The waterhole. Um, 62 and a half minutes and uh, Costco. Um, I'd like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood for our theme song. Next week, Evil Breed, The Legend of Sam Hain, not available 
anywhere. <laughs> probably for the best. Probably from the best. Um, and remember, friends, exercise well. <laughs> Welcome to the basement bus. <laughs> Dwell well. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. We like, we like to bind her. We like to bind her. <laughs>